What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Other Side of the Firewall podcast, where we highlight those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, those people of color who have made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall. Uh, my name is Ryan Williams, and today, as always, I'm joined by Shannon Times. What's up, what's up? And the Von Maynard. How the hell are you? So today we had a, another uh, great episode. Uh, we're going to talk about the, uh, the banking system and why you shouldn't use outdated software when you're a bank. So I'm trying to get to the article. So uh, the, the gist of it is uh, this very large bank overseas called Flagstar Bank, as well as a few other uh, banks. Some of them are going to get pronounced the name wrong because they're, they're a little uk or australian uh, But the gist of it is uh, Excelion uh, was subject to a zero-day vulnerability back in December. Uh, these companies were using it, and then uh, threat actors were able to use the vulnerability to get into the banking system and uh, grab some personal identifiable information, things of that nature. So in the article, it doesn't say any anybody's account was depleted or anything like that. Just your run-of-the-mill data breach like we've been having all year. Um, but in this case, the zero-day vulnerability was on legacy software, and Flagstar reported that they discontinued the FTP application uh, immediately. But obviously, it was too late. So along with Flagstar, it was also Quails, Q-U-A-L-Y-S, that's what we're going to go with, uh, the Reserve Bank of New Zealand, uh, the Australian Securities and Investment Commission, and the New South Wales uh, Transport Company. Uh, they were all subject to this uh, this breach, and they all permanently discontinued using the Excelion file transfer um, application, which was legacy uh, per Excelion's um, report to this, I didn't say who it's from, ZDNet article. So the reason it piqued my interest, though, uh, honestly, because I was watching the uh, the Duchess of Cyber's uh, LinkedIn. I think I got off her LinkedIn, and she reported it. Uh, so shout out to her uh, for coming through, because I, I needed an article, and then she, she had an article. Uh, I, again, this was overseas. Uh, these companies, these banks seem pretty large, though. Uh, and again, they were using outdated software, which did not help them. And then it got hit with zero day and had to discontinue using the software. So I have way more questions than I have answers for this guy. Um, but again, don't use outdated software and because uh, it's not supported anymore, right? So uh, you can't really, I can't say you should patch better because you probably did patch up to the latest patch that they had. And since it was end of life, they never pushed another patch. So vulnerabilities be damned this is what happens to you uh but what do you think levon yeah it's a it's a uh this case of of you know uh, a a data breach from a zero day i mean it's uh you know it's a little bit of a groundhog's day i suppose as far as this kind of situation i mean it's a a thing that hopefully companies should try to maintain a uh, you know upgrade cycle as well as just a, a maintenance just to make sure that they're using the latest and greatest version of the software that they can um, they're using some like uh, you know legacy version of a software that's not no longer supported by the company um, multiple companies do this kind of thing they they kind of get rid of the old version like you know Microsoft upgrades their their server operating system their, their client operating system as well as uh, Apple and Google and all these other places they're kind of like you don't want to be sitting around on on software that's 
you know, five, you know, five, six, 10 years old, and you want to make sure you have the latest and greatest. It has the latest security uh, functionality to prevent, you know, prevent these kind of things from happening. And I think, uh, if I remember correctly, I think this is the same group, uh, at least this same type of software is used when we were talking about uh, a few episodes back, we were discussing the, um, I think it was Bombardier. They were having some issues where um, they were using like the same file transfer software. And I think they, somebody had access to their data uh, maybe got some of their flights, you know, uh, schematics or what have you for for designing airplanes or what have you. Who knows what they got out of it? But um, it's obviously concerning as well. I mean, if if depending on what this company is using in this file transfer software, I'm not sure if they're using they have how much of a customer data they keep in there. If they're using some like personal, in, in you know internal file transfers that they need to send some files that they oh I wrote a report about you know our latest sales or whatever and I, I uploaded it to the file share so everybody can access it. Um, I'm assuming that's what they're using it for mostly. I'd, I'd hope that most of their customer information is like securely, like, you know, encrypted behind some, you know, uh, firewalls is not like publicly accessible like this, but who knows what, what they may have put in there. Um, and I think they reached out, I think the article said they reached out to a customer that were um, uh, maybe involved in the compromise and, uh, you know, uh, let them know they're receiving some, some, some credit monitoring services. But uh, yeah, that's like something that, that all companies got to be aware of that software is not impenetrable and they got to do their best part, do their best to try to keep it up to date make sure it's uh, uh, secure and keep everything, uh, keep everything uh, on up and up. But what you have, uh, what you have on this as well, Shannon? So, so I've said this in the past, right, in relation to zero days, but I, I don't want to say it really applies here because it's not like it was something that was active out there in the wild that was current or something that got exposed. It was legacy software that the bank should have come off of, right? That they shouldn't have been using. And I've, and I've seen this before. I've seen it in, in some financial institute, financial institutions that get caught up. Uh, medical community gets caught up with this. Sometimes you got your water treatment plants that <laughs> they're right. stuff sometimes, right? Yeah. Come up on the show, but like you can't, you can't be doing these things for the ease of your company or whatever it may be, right? Like this is this is worse for Flagstar now because of the black eye that they've got in the, from the public, right? Public the, the court of public opinion will get you every time, right? Doesn't matter doesn't matter what you think you may have done right. It only matters what people think, right? And and here's something here's something that kind of this this was an answer that they gave to one of their customers that I was like you guys need to really do better, right? So a customer asked Flagstar Bank, right? Um, he said, when you were made aware of the breach in January, uh, let me see. When a customer queried why Flagstar Bank was made aware of the breach in January and has only reached out now upon receipt of the email, the company apologized and said it understood their frustration. I don't need you to understand my frustration. I need you to protect my money, right? Right, like, right. That's what, I, that's what I need for you to do. Update your systems and do this right, right? Like I could, I just, okay, well now, I'm going to take my money from you and I'm going to go to, you know, this other bank in New Zealand or wherever this was, that this was, right? Like, I'm, I'm going to take my money elsewhere because you obviously don't care enough, right? Like, you're making money from me. As long as you have my money in your bank, you're collecting the interest off of it, right? Like, <laughs> so I'm, I'm making you money as much as you're supposed to be protecting mine. And this is just, it's, it's, it's such a, a big failure on their part. Like, especially when you knew in January, right? Like, we're in, we're in March now. You know what I mean? Like, how is it that you knew about this, didn't really do anything, didn't really notify anybody, and you're just like, yeah, we understand your frustration. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you're you're not the only bank in town, <laughs> like, right? Well, I should hope you're not the only bank in the country. So, you're, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna lose business off of this, and and they just need to do better. Like, companies need to stop operating under the mindset of okay, it's gonna cost us money, and then we're gonna have to pay for training, and it's gonna be all this extra we're gonna have to do because this is where it hurts right here. This is where it hurts. And you figure, you figure 2020 would have taught them this, right? Like somebody in their IT department would have been like, okay, we need to look out for this because all these places are getting hit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this should have mm-hmm. not, this should have not been something that happened to them off legacy software. And again, when it comes to zero days, I'm more understanding if it's something that's current that gets found, you know what I mean? Companies will work on it and, and, and make sure they do right by, by their customers. But this is just, it's unacceptable to me. Unacceptable to me. Especially yeah. with a financial institution. Especially a financial institution. Mm-hmm. Hey listeners. Please remember that you can support this podcast directly by becoming members of the show's Patreon. Here you'll be able to listen to the podcast seven days early completely ad-free. However, in these trying times, we understand that you may not be able to become a Patreon just yet. In that case, please listen to the show once it's available on free feeds. Leave us constructive feedback and share with your blurred friends and family. Thank you. Yeah, uh, so I, I don't know how old this uh, this legacy. Legacy is legacy, right? So they knew it was going to come to end of life. Uh, they didn't replace it. So that, that means that somebody in their, their IT security department uh, just kept it rolling. So uh, again, you need to mitigate res- risk uh, by moving on because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm sure it wouldn't have cost them that much more money. I don't know ex- exactly what they're transferring, but it, it wasn't large bills <laughs> through through FTP server. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was documentation. Um, but uh, yeah, it blows my mind because like Oldsmar was because they were on Windows Seven, right? It was like Windows Seven, and they're using RDP uh, on top of it. And he's just like, "But you can poison people." Like <laughs> in, in this case. Like, yeah, I, we don't know what information was leaked. Like, uh, like you said, Levon. Hopefully, it wasn't anything like credit card numbers or anything like that. Like, hopefully, it wasn't um, that that severe. Yeah, routing numbers and all this. But I, I did I mean, see you know. Yeah. I was gonna say you're you're a bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You got some important information about people, and they say there's like a little portion of the article that says the Flagstar Bank says that operations were not impacted. And the Selenium platform was segmented from other network elements such as banking and mortgage systems. So it was like it, it was it was separate from like their banking and mortgage systems. Um, apparently, it was like 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 you were just saying, and like we we're kind of discussing that. Hopefully, it was just used for like, you know, transferring some data, like some reports and things like that. Maybe they had some data. I'm sure they had some customer information in there somewhere, but it wasn't like strictly like this is somebody's bank account. This is their routing number and all this that we're storing on this uh, FTP site to, uh, you know, make it easily accessible for us to, to retrieve. Hopefully um, it wasn't in the, um, the payroll department. So I, I wrote a paper. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I used data that was given to me uh, to write a scenario or I made the scenario myself, but uh, in it, it was the, uh, because your payroll department has to talk to other entities and they, so they, they upload and uh, uh, receive money back and forth or not money but uh the, the account, account numbers and stuff yeah the like, account numbers yeah. and whatnot to make sure that your your money goes to the direct deposit all that stuff like a lot of stuff's handled away from the organization um mm-hmm. 
you pay you basically you're paying for a service so hopefully that wasn't tied to that because then they're like, yeah we didn't impact our customers but we impact our employees so <laughs> right right yeah that'd be even might be just as bad but see this is what i was talking about the court of public opinion right like does that minutia does that even matter like all that other stuff we just discussed it wasn't touching this that or the third like do customers really want to hear that like as soon mm-hmm. as they hear as soon as they hear you had a cybersecurity incident or you had some type of uh, of uh of a lapse, you know what I mean? And your security, mm-hmm. like that's where they stop listening. You right. know what I mean? Like they, they don't want to hear the rest of it. They're like, okay, well, you, I don't care that it didn't touch your HR department, your payroll department, your, your uh, banking statements or whatever. Like, I don't care about any of that. Mm-hmm. People don't want to get the full story nowadays, man. Like <laughs> you got to react on the smallest bit of information. That's what we do, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, that's very true. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, again, it, it's uh, where when something comes to end of life, you have to replace it. Like I know it's expensive, like, but you have a you you should have a plan. Like I don't think any 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 company that is that ingrained into a bank probably uh, warned them way ahead of time because it's about getting that money, getting a new subscription, <laughs> issuing yeah. a new license or whatever. They're like, hey, listen. We, we, we've been doing this for you for five to 10 years and now we're about to create a Celion 3.0. <laughs> right. We need this much money. And they're like, nah, fam. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We'll keep, we'll keep using 1.0. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be all right. That's right. what happens. This beta you gave us 10 years ago. <laughs> right. So that, that is unfortunate, but hopefully, uh, like, like they said, they, they cut it off immediately. Hopefully they, uh, they then were able to, to get in there and uh, figure out what was stolen um, to report to their customers. So that is frustrating. Um, but just you telling me that, yeah, this is frustrating, doesn't make me feel less frustrated. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Um, I feel bad for you. Oh, well, I got to <laughs> keep making money over here. Yep, exactly. But I think that wraps up for this episode. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, patch systems. Or... Great one. Great one, Ryan. Great one. Great one. Great one. <laughs> patch your systems or replace your end of life products so that's the the, the bottom line people um but thank you to uh to my my co-host appreciate you appreciate you always have uh good insights it's always a good time thank you to the uh patrons of our patreon thank you for your support uh remember if you also join the patreon you receive this content at least seven days earlier all at one time uh and the community in there is amazing uh however if you listen to us on free feeds like youtube uh please subscribe uh hit that like button click that bell so you can keep getting our content and know when it drops uh and leave us comments let us know how you how you uh feel we got a couple comments i appreciate that just keep them coming uh if you are a podcast listener uh you'll keep getting these uh more concise uh uh i would say um value added episodes throughout the week so monday through friday so not just one big chunk anymore unless you're a patreon subscriber um but just more digestible content so let us know what you think uh continue to subscribe to us share with your friends on your podcast uh of uh choice podcast platform of choice uh if you want to hit us up on the socials they all can be found at www.theothersideofthefirewall.com. That's our Twitter. That's our Instagram. That's our Facebook page and group. Please join the Facebook group, uh, The Other Side of the Firewall. It's a great community. Lots of chatter in there. Uh, and then you can reach us uh, personally at uh, 
Rai Rai Security Guy. It's R Y R Y Security Guy on both Twitter and Clubhouse. And then Levon. You hit me up at uh, Levon Maynard on Twitter. There it is. So appreciate you guys' time. And y'all be easy. Take care. Hey, listeners. Please remember that you can support this podcast directly by becoming members of the show's Patreon. Here, you'll be able to listen to the podcast seven days early, completely ad-free. However, in these trying times, we understand that you may not be able to become a Patreon just yet. In that case, please listen to the show once it's available on free feeds. Leave us constructive feedback and share with your blurred friends and family. Thank you.